Welcome back to another episode of Late for the Party on Anchor FM. I'm your host, Melodious. So, tonight I'm going to get into an in-my-mind-slash-quickfire review on the Fathom event that I did see on September 27th, the last week, which was um, showcasing the Transformers, the movie... 1986, which honestly, to me, till this day, is still probably the best Transformer movie, even now. You know, unfortunately, the Michael Bay ones didn't really do the Transformers justice like we hoped and thought it would be, but even though you can't beat the original source material. So, either way, um, pretty much what I was saying about this, because... Yes, I did go to see the movie. Um, I did went to go see the movie. And I must say, dude, talk about a blast from the freaking past, you know? Like, I haven't seen this movie since 1986 in the movie theater. I remember it like it was yesterday. When I sat in that seat and I... When, the, when it just got started and then next thing you know, I saw, like this like the outside the space and then when you hear the music that Vince uh, Vince DeCola who was responsible for he did the he did the music for Rocky 4 but then he got bumped um he did the music for Rocky 4 which they did um they decided that he was going to do the the music for uh Transformers the movie. So when that music started coming in and then you start seeing Unicron flying in the middle of space and everything and it just and how the music sound it was just so crazy dude like it just took me back as a kid and I'm talking about like when I watched that film and like, you know, I wasn't expecting a lot of stuff as a child watching something like, oh, like, you know, that was my show. That's anybody could tell you in my family. Like I was always like either Mike, uh, either punch out and transformers. That was my shit. You could not tell me one thing or another. Like I could tell you the damn roster of the Autobots in 1984 all the way up to like damn near the second season where uh, Rodimus Prime and Ultra Magnus showed up. So, I mean, I know my shit when it comes down to it. So, but the thing was, like, also, like, watching Transformers, the movie was my first experience with, like, like, death, honestly, because... You know, I'm six years old, so it's, I mean, I'm going on, like, what? I'm six years old, so, and then, you know, like, you think, like, the death of Superman or, like, the death of, like, Captain America or some shit was pretty big. At that time, in 1986, like, for two years strong, like, freaking Optimus Prime was, like, one of the, the greatest heroes even just on the same caliber, when you think about, like, Transformers and everything else, who do you think of the most when you think of Transformers? Optimus Prime, you know, like, you know, he was always the guy, like, Optimus Prime was the equivalent to uh, Marvel's Captain America, 
Superman, uh, DC Superman and stuff like that. He was that guy. He was the top shelf. He was that person everybody looks up to. And I mean, I'm talking about like, you know, Muggs was getting murked in that damn, that damn movie. Okay. All right. Yeah, they're robots, but robots was getting killed like the first five fucking minutes of that movie. So, and I mean, you know, you would think like this isn't no G.I. Joe crossfire, you know what I'm saying? Muggs was getting killed. And, you know, like when, well, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it. Well, fuck it. I'm not, I'm not worried about spoiling it. But like when Optimus Prime died, that hurt my damn, that hurt my soul. Like for real, like. Like, even watching it, even then, like, even, like, a couple of days ago, I'm like, holy shit. Like, you know, after his battle with Megatron, they're getting into it, you know. Optimus, even though he won, but he got uh, hurt in the process because fucking Hot Rod decided to jump in and try to stop Megatron. And without getting that killing blow without Optimus getting that killing blow off of him, but, you know, Megatron got, got a couple, got some shots off of him, and he did his thing, but, you know, that was, like, my first experience seeing somebody, not, like, a, your cartoon character, like, your favorite cartoon character dying, dude, that, that was a trip, he died, like, fucking Optimus Prime died, that is a big fucking deal, especially at the age of six, do you know how many fucking kids were crying in that movie theater when I was their age, I was bawling, I was crying, I was putting into tears, cause like, oh shit, Optimus Prime is fucking dead, that was a trip man, like, that flipped me out, and then watching it on a big screen, a big screen, again, Okay, I'm 37. I mean, I'm 37 years old, and I saw that, and it, 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 the clock just rewinded back, like, back when I was six, man. That was crazy. I didn't think it would, like, put that much of an impact. I was like, I started shedding a tear, because I'm like, damn, that's is pretty fucking sad. And, uh, and that was some grim shit, like, Optimus Prime didn't come back at the end of the movie or anything like that. Like, you know, that he was deader than fried chicken. That's how bad that was. Optimus was dead. Okay, and then it was like, you know, you're thinking like, this isn't like you're like the television shows to where like you're watching for two years where the Autobots saved the day and, you know, next episode of Transformers... Megatron's trying to do some extra shit, and then, you know, the Autobots saved, like, Optimus and the Autobots saved the day again, you know? It was a trip, man. I mean, and, like, even how the, the, the movie looked, it's still, like, graphically, it still looked good. I mean, it still held the test of time. Like, I, like it's I will always say like the auto like the Transformers always had good 
like a art style and everything. So seeing it and everything else was just so off the hook. Like, I mean, it still looks good even till this day. I'm pretty sure they did some modifications and everything because they had to turn everything from digital or uh, turn it digitally and everything. So they probably enhanced a little, little bit of the coloring and everything else like that. So yeah, it was dope, man. Like it felt good watching the sh- watching it, and it was. I mean, it, it brought back so many dope memories, and it's like, like it it brought back me. It brought me back at a time where I'm like, wow, I can't believe they. It it turned out like that, and. You know, I'm not even going to spoil me. I'm not worried about spoilers, but you see a lot of things that happen in the the movie where, like, even Mega. There's a lot of things in that in that um <laughs> in Transformers that was like even back then because you know a lot of story and a lot of like how things might work. Like one thing I'll probably like if you guys ever watch it or notice anything like how did Astro Train? Who was about maybe the same size as Megatron. Putting all the Decepticons in him in his spaceship form. And flying away. And and flying away. Then when they get into space. All the Decepticons get into a fight because... Since Megatron is pretty much SOL right now, and the uh, Starscream and everybody's fighting for who was going to be the next leader, Devastator, Devastator, pretty much, the Constructicons turned into Devastator in Astro Train. Okay? <laughs> A combiner, a combining robot, a combiner, one of the very first combiners, transformed, combined, inside Astrotrain. Google that shit. Google that shit. Google the fight between the Decepticons, and you'll see what I'm talking about. All these Decepticons are fighting inside Astro Train. If I was that nigga, I would be kicking mugs out like, dude, get the fuck out of me. You know what? Half of y'all need to get out of me anyway. Some of y'all could be flying in space. Some of y'all could fly in space. Why are the ones who have jets flying in me? Like, are, uh, who can fly are in me. I don't... like. <laughs> Like, I would be flipping the heck out right now if I was Astro Trained. For real. Especially Blitzwing being in there. Nigga, you the size of a goddamn tank and you could fly, uh, and you could turn into a, a jet. So you get your ass out. Thrust Dirge, get your asses out. Ramjet, get your asses out. Matter of fact, all of y'all can get out of me because all of y'all can fly. I never really understood, like, why the Autobots couldn't fly, but the Decepticons can. Like, even the Constructicons can technically fly. So, 
which is kind of crazy. I never really understood that. Like, all the Decepticons could fly, but the Autobots couldn't, except for, like, maybe, um, like, Power Glide. But I never really saw him fly without being in jet form. Uh, Skyfire, I know he could fly, but I never seen him fly out of jet form. The only person who actually flew, the only person who actually flew out of the Autobots was Sideswipe, and he had a jetpack, or like tracks, he could fly, but he could transform his car into a flying car, which was kind of trippy, oh yeah, and Cosmos, but he could fl uh, transform into a flying spaceship, so... <laughs> but everybody, all the Decepticons could fly. That means even Reflector, who was a, basically a camera, he could fly. You know, all the tapes that Star, uh, uh, Star Wars, Sound, uh, Soundwave housed, all of them could fly. So, I never really understood that. Oh, well... Yeah, the, not only the Decepticons could fly, um, the Dinobots could fly, too. I un I remember that the uh, Dinobots can actually fly. But the Autobots can't. Except for Sideswipe. And he had a jetpack. So, <laughs> but either way, man, like, it was one of those good feelings watching those that movie. And there was a lot of things about it that had its flaws. But when you're fucking six years old and everything, you weren't thinking about all that. And then even back then, like, watching Transformers, they weren't thinking about a goddamn story so much. All the all the producers at the time, when they were creating the shows, they were worried about selling the toys. So, until, like, later on, like, you know, when, like, watching something like Transformers Prime or when you're reading the comic books, they kind of, like develop the story of like how the Autobots became and how the Decepticons I mean even with the story of like Megatron actually supposed to be the original he was actually supposed to be um, a prime you know like Optimus Prime was not originally Optimus Prime he was known as he was a librarian robot known as Orion Pax like, there's a lot of stuff about, you know, Transformers that got in way more deeper than as time progressed. Which, honestly, it's still dope. I mean, I wish the live-action movies would be a lot more better. Hopefully, we'll see what happens with uh, the new movie Bumblebee. Which, honestly, like, looking at the trailer compared to... Watching all the other Michael Bay Transformer films, this actually looks more like they're trying to get closer to the source material of how the original Generation 1 robots actually looked. Like, you see the trailer for Bumblebee, and you see, like, not only you see Soundwave, you see what Optimus Prime looks like, you see Ravage, you see Starscream, like, you see a lot of Transformers that look like how they used to look in the Generation 1 ones. 
So I'm actually happy to see that. That's what we were basically looking for. Like the Autobots looked like how they looked, not like how Michael Bay, like how all the Decepticons look all gray and all insect-like. So you couldn't really tell the difference when they were like, like you couldn't you couldn't see if they looked different or not. So either way, dude. I was happy watching that Fathom event. I wish they would. I'm kind of happy that they actually do stuff like that. So, in hindsight, I'm excited. Like, I was excited watching it. It had a smile on my face at the end. And honestly, like, it felt good watching it. Like, of course, the story was, I mean, you know, atypical. You know, you had this giant force that the Autobots had to stop. Like, Optimus died, so they had to figure shit out on their own. And, you know, they got split up. Megatron comes back as Galvatron. You know, Galvatron's trying to hunt down the Matrix of Leadership. You know, so, turns out that Hot Rob was the chosen one. Because he was the one who actually touched the Matrix, so... When the Matrix, when Optimus dropped the Matrix, was trying to give it to Ultra Magnus, freaking Rodimus Prime, uh, Rodimus Hot Rod, picked it up, and he had it, so, he was the one, so, even though I was hoping that if Ultra Magnus would have been the guy, that would have been dope as hell, because I think that's what they were literally aiming for, was that Ultra Magnus was supposed to be the guy to be the next Optimus Prime. But I guess they gave it to Hot Rod. So <laughs> either way. So uh yeah, that's it for this in my mind segment, man. I'm happy to say and oh yeah, and it is technically a quick fire review as well. But this was a little long-winded, so my uh rating my uh rating for it, I give it a solid eight. Because not only it was a nostalgic rating for me, because not only it brought back memories, but it was still fun and exciting to watch. So, yeah, man, I wish they could, like, play it again so I could, like, watch it again with some more folks or something like that. And, like, just get the experience because I was watching it by myself. But either way, but like I said, it was dope as hell. I give it a solid eight because it's still a memorable movie. And I must say, it was far better than any of the Michael Bay films that's ever done. So, we'll see about this new uh, Transformer movie coming out in Christmas. So, hopefully it'll stand up to its own, stand on its own. So, either way, this is Melodious signing off from Late for the Party. This is my In My Mind segment. And as always, y'all, never ever be late for the party. So, let's keep the party going.